What's happening, boys? Welcome back to episode 8 of the Booth Review with myself, Nathan King, and... Brandon Hagley. Today we're going to be talking about the Sabres, who are currently playing right now, tied 2-2 in the third. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, just some English as a Bills fan again, because, you know, they still terrible. We're going to talk about some Steelers, because for some reason they always win. Uh, Will Levis, some losers, some NBA stuff, some tournament stuff. You want to hear it, we have it, because, you know, we're the, we're the Booth Review. So that's right. Absolutely. So first off, yeah, Sabres tied two. We just had Darlene score a goal. Dog. What do you have? What what times left in the game right 555 now? 5:55 remaining in the third. Predictions. I don't know. We haven't won at Carolina in, since 2016. Seven years. We're breaking the streak today. Uh, we're goal away. We are. Goal away. They're a goal away as well. No, not letting it happen. So yeah. Okay. So um, I want to talk uh, real quick just to get it out of the way because I'm tired of talking about them. Uh, the Bills won last week against the Buccaneers because we decided to skip weeks. They won not very convincingly. I mean, they I don't know. They're they like almost blew another big lead. So Yeah. That uh, seems to be a common trend among them. And then against the Bengals, they – I don't think – hear me out. Everyone's saying they played bad and they are who they are. I don't think they've necessarily played bad, but they waited to show up again. Yeah, which and it hurt him this time. Which caused that Kincaid fumble pretty much cost the game away. And yeah. then there was a challenge laid on, like by McDermott, where it clearly hit the ground. You could see it hit the ground, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's not a catch. Even if, you know, it could have been a catch. To use a challenge at that point in the game is such a waste. Useless. Doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of if things. If we go to second down, we go to second down. It's a gain of 10 yards at that point. 10 yards is big, yes, but at that point, that's the game if you don't get that decision. Yeah, you can't you can't waste the time out in a and game like happened? that. That was the game. Did, was there a holding by T. Higgins? I think so. Does it matter because we played the garbage? No. Was there a face mask? Probably. Was there a tripping? Yes. Was that grounding terrible? Calls yes. happen. I just think, I think that one was not – that was awful in my opinion. That's not the intention of the rule, by the way. That's just the refs playing ref ball. But – with all that being that field goal didn't matter, but with all that being said, in the end, the Bills shot themselves in the foot. The Bengals didn't pay, play particularly great. Jamar Chase kind of got locked down most of the game. Yeah, uh, T. T. Higgins, Higgins went off. He, yeah, of course. Uh, Douglas played all right, but uh, T. Higgins, yeah, kind of a dog. Um, it's it's the Bill. The Bills are gonna bill. Yeah, and, and it's, I've kind of accepted that. In my opinion, it's not the roster that's the issue right now, and it's not the defense. I think the defense has stepped up in a big way considering they lost Matt Milano. Um, Jones is out right now. Yeah. Trey White's out. Mm-hmm. So for them to play the way they did against a high-octane offense like the Cincinnati Bengals, the offense has to show a little bit more life, and it's all on the shoulders of Ken Dorsey still. Oh, we keep talking about him every week, but he continues to disappoint. Christian Benford, starting linebacker, went out uh, in the first quarter, I believe, with a concussion. Benford? Yeah. Or, or not Benford, uh, Terrell Bernard. Bernard, yeah. Right. Benford got burned all night. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't, is he playing linebacker? That's how bad it is. Eh, it might be. Poyer plays linebacker sometimes. Yeah, he, he can do it, though. He can do it. But, um, yeah, Bernard went out with a concussion early on. But it, I don't know. It's you're holding that team to 24, and a team like that with a when you have a banged up defense, your defense can hold them to 24, especially with getting the ball. You know that awful turnover by Josh Allen there, held them to a field goal. Like I think with how the time of possession and how much they had the ball, only scoring 24 is not that bad. No, in the grand scheme of things, that's a really really good offense, especially passing the ball, which tends to be what well, leads to more high scoring football games in this day and age. And to hold a receiver like Jamar Chase to a line like that without your top elite shutdown corner um, speaks a lot about the defense and the adversity they've overcome this year. Mm. Just, man, you have one of the best quarterbacks in the entire league. Um, You have one of, if not the best route runner in the entire league. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be that hard to scheme up something against a Bengals defense that isn't outstanding it's not bad by any means but it's definitely not in the top tier of defenses no. there's two things that i will point out to the uh, about the bills that have cost them games one they haven't been getting turnovers okay mm-hmm. they don't turn over a lot allen actually has led the league in turnovers since 2018 he just had his 69th pick i believe actually nice yeah uh <laughs> but so turnovers we haven't been forcing them that much on defense lack of interceptions uh, which, you know, turnover battle's big, but you could still win without getting them as long as you're not turning over. 
Um, but the big thing to me is time of possession has been huge. If we don't have the ball, obviously we're not going to win. And we only show up in the fourth quarter. If, if you can't drive until the fourth, you're not going to win. It's just three and out, three and out. Maybe you get five plays. There's a penalty. You're back. No ball time. So Yeah, and a lot of the scheme right now in offense seems to be uh, on the weight of Josh Allen's shoulders, which seems to be too much for him right now, which you can't blame him. He's doing everything he can with very little help from his coaching staff. Uh, here's a stat for you. Since October 1st, there has been one touchdown by the Bills that Josh Allen did not have anything involved with. It was one rushing touchdown by James Cook. When we were at our best, I think our peak so far has been that Dolphin game this year. And when we were in there, we ran the ball. James mm-hmm. Cook went off. We had rushing touchdowns, I believe, two of them by running backs. Yeah. And um, I don't know. It's little things like that that isn't involving. So what we do is to get our deep passes going. We don't run the ball or anything. We do throw short screen dump-off passes guaranteed, and that's kind of our run game right now. Yeah, and you're going to have plays with Diggs, obviously, because of how good of a route runner he is that are almost 99 percenters. Absolutely. Some of his comeback routes and some of his uh, routes. spot routes yeah. and whip routes, like you're never going to not have that option. It's not that hard to scheme up something for Stephon Diggs. Which, a weird thing, I will talk just talk about Diggs. He's suddenly become a yak. Like, he's been yeah. a yak merchant recently. He's almost had to be because is, of the lack of production elsewhere. The thing is, is receivers like Gabe Davis right now, I as much as I want to hate on Gabe Davis, the offense is not built for him right now. No. The offense is built, you know, they're the offense is built with a lot of these short passes right now. They're, they aren't opening up these deep passes where Gabe Davis has thrived. He's a deep pass runner, and he's going to make big, splashy catches, sort of like, uh, what's his name? I'll throw out Shahid right now for the Saints. Yeah. That's what he does. And when they open up the offense, he's open on the post and the deep passes. That's all he does, really. Yeah, he's he's a one-trick pony, and you're. It's good to have those kind of guys, but you got to know how to use those kind of guys also. And, and right now they don't. And at his best, he's also the corner routes. That's the other thing he does: mid corner routes. So it's mid corner or deep routes, and none of those are open because there's no time because everyone. There's no deep passes open. If yeah. we try it every time, it's never going to be open. Yeah, like it also feels like there's less creativity in the route trees, yeah. and that's also a huge problem when you refuse to run the football you put Gabe he's put Gabe Davis on a streak almost every time and it's like oh why is he not open because the dude just has to back up a few steps he knows what route he's gonna run yeah it's and it I don't know it aggravates me we're running up tempo off as if we're supposed to go with momentum just snappy just boom 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 hurry up the problem is it's just pass 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 we don't have a run sprinkled in there at all and if there's a two-yard run they give up yeah yeah give up on that completely they try deep passes they try mid passes it's just a wreck right now where they're so one-dimensional where no wonder Allen's not doing well. He's getting banged up every week. His shoulders clearly hurt again, and it's because he's taking hit after hit because he has to be the run. He has to be the run offense. Yeah. He has to be the pass offense. He has to make these plays, and it's you can only expect so much from any player. Right. And then Dalton Kincaid, for example, like dog, he's expected to step in and be like a top five tight end of the NFL right now because of the lack of options elsewhere, and that's also a lot on someone's shoulders, especially for a rookie. I think he's doing a fine job of it right now. But you can't rely on Dalton Kincaid to be Travis Kelsey every week. I will say, um, as a rookie, though, that fumble was tough. But to be fair, he was flipped upside yeah, down. That, and it was that, that was not on him. No. But uh, that being said, I still think Kincaid has stepped up well, and he actually is ter- looking like a good pick right now, I think. Mm-hmm. In the last few games, I think he's had 60-plus yards in the last three. So Yeah, he was the right choice. And I think he's, he's actually really balled out. He's really He doesn't drop much. All he needed was the opportunity and Knox to get out of his way. Yeah. You can't justifiably not play Knox when he's healthy due to his contract right now, but him being out of the way has really shown that Don Kincaid's going to be in Buffalo for a long time and be very successful there. One thing I will say about Knox is I think it's another offensive thing where he was a red zone threat and we just stopped running him in the red zone at all, Yeah, which made no sense to me. And I just – Dorsey doesn't know what he was doing, and this might sound like odd, but – with how bad the Giants are, they could use Dable as a scapegoat at this mm-hmm. point. And right. if they do, I think it's in the Bills' best options to get him back in the offense. I was talking to my buddy today, and he or we were talking about uh, this potential scenario. I mean, this won't happen ever, but I think this would be very beneficial for Buffalo if Dable came back and was the head coach and McDermott was the full-time defensive coordinator. I think that would suit the Bills better, but you know how that goes politically. They don't really get along anymore. Um, 
McDermott's not going to just step down as the head coach, obviously. I've seen the things, like, uh, I believe, like, where it's kind of like a co-coach type thing. Yeah. Where I wouldn't mind if there wasn't just one head, it w- if it was kind of like both of them collaborating, where Dable did the offense and the quarterbacking stuff, and McDermott did the defense. Right. And it was kind of how, like, that was in uh, Tampa Bay when they won the Super Bowl with Bruce Arians and Todd Bowles. It was yeah. a similar situation, and that worked out, obviously. They won the Super Bowl. So, I, I mean, it can be done. It has happened recently mm-hmm. before. I think that Dable needs a lot more control, though, if he comes back. And I think yeah. McDermott's defense for the injuries and everything has been stout. It's looked great. So. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Uh, time check? I assume you're 122 to go in a third period. Still tied at two. Still tied at two. All right. Uh, some trades I want to talk about. Bill's got Rasul Douglas for a uh, third round, or, well, a swap. It was Rasul Douglas at a fifth. Uh, or wait, no. Yeah, Rasul Douglas in the fifth for a third round pick. So just a pick swap. I don't think that's bad at the value. I think no, he's a very no. good quarter. Usually um, a third round pick is really boomer bust. Um Rasul Douglas is an established defensive back in the NFL. The Bills desperately need defensive backs, so I think a worthwhile trade for both teams. Yeah. No, I think that's a good one. Uh the Bears trade the second round pick for Montez Sweat. I don't know if the Bears know if they're rebuilding or not. <laughs> yeah. I think great value for Washington, honestly. Uh, a second round for Sweat. Sweat's good, but like they they obviously have to rebuild. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess the Bears, he, he's a great player. Yeah, they extended him, so I mean he's going to be yeah, there. I just I don't get that at the same time because you're the Bears, you need those picks, you need to rebuild. Like I just don't get it. They make the moves that like they're not bad. They make moves like they're in playoff contention and they're just not. It's kind of like the Broncos were too. <laughs> right, like Ryan pulls. Uh, you, you question what he's thinking in the front office, what his plans are. I, it feels like he's just throwing stuff at the wall, hoping it sticks right now. I have a, The next one I have is the Chase Young uh, trade to the Niners for a third. And the Niners keep getting these like fleece deals, but they they don't seem to ever actually succeed with all this talent. They've had, in my opinion, they've traded for the most talent in the last few years, and they never seem to actually pull it off. Yeah, and also with that, they're going to be in a lot of trouble in less than five seasons when everyone's contracts up. Mm. They're not going to be able to retain anybody no. because all these guys are all high profile guys. They're going to demand money. They're going to get money, but whether that be from San Francisco or elsewhere, I mean, they're, they might be in some deep trouble. And also you're right. They have wasted a lot of talent because of their refusal to have a top tier quarterback. Yeah. If they even trade the few first rounds, they just got a quarterback. They could go all in and win it. In my yeah. opinion, and instead, like if they went all in for Aaron Rodgers, they could have given more. And in my opinion, just to stick with Purdy and to even, oh my God, um, who'd they trade away? Trey Lance. Yeah, Trey Lance. They they traded up all that value for Trey Lance, which they could have used that same value for a Rodgers type guy, even less probably for what they traded up. Right. Multiple firsts, and they traded Trey Lance for like a fifth round pick, I believe, to the Cowboys. Now that they didn't even give him a chance. Yeah, no. They he there, they said, he oh, got one game, got hurt, never got another shot. You know what I'm saying? They're like, oh, we have Brock Purdy. You don't even give a chance to the guy you went all in on. I get, like, oh, we should ship him, but you didn't see Brock Purdy perform. You could have waited to ship him and still gotten value eventually. Right. Wait yeah. till the trade deadline, and if you, if Brock Purdy's still balling out at the trade deadline, which he's not, but if he was still balling out and, like, per- showing that he was worth it, you know, then fine. Ship him off if you want. But you should have kept Trey Lance around for this situation to be like, okay, you're not it, man. Another thing I will say is I'm disappointed that NFC teams, <coughs> or teams in general, I guess, keep trading their stars to the 49ers. Yeah. That, to me, says that's like the most loser um, attitude you can have is just giving up and saying, here, you can have all of our guys, and you can build this super team, and we're going to help you out. I hate it. It just makes it no fun to me. Like, I yeah. get, like, splash signs, but I'm tired of one team getting this splash sign, and then one team, it's always – or the Bears pick up someone, not actually, but like it's always <laughs> the Niners getting someone. It's always the Eagles picked up someone. Yeah, exactly. And or even in the AFC, it's always the Chiefs getting someone. Maybe the Ravens will get some wash, dude. Yeah. But like you see, the same few teams just cycle through. And it it makes no sense because there is a salary cap, and there's many teams that are competitive every year yeah. that aren't that weren't the year before, and it's just it's kind of frustrating. I think that um, the NFL actually is one of the leagues where there is a lot of parity. And it's just it's disappointing to see 
trades like this keep happening. Absolutely. A third round for Chase Young, who was drafted in the first, projected to be great, and he still has so much upside, but now you're going to pair him with Nick Bosa out there? Yeah, college teammates. For a third-round pick? You could have got you could have gotten more than that. I'm sure there was more offers on the table yeah. that were at least equal in value. You got to take that in, into consideration if you're a general manager. Like, if you have a third round pick from a bad team on the table, and if you have a third round pick from the Niners, you do not take the Niners deal, no matter what. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I like I, you said though. They just they're try they keep getting, giving up like small value. Or they keep getting small value in order to just ship them off to one team over and yeah. over. And like Carolina right now, they have Bryce Young, number one overall pick. Could you imagine the comfort level he would have had he had Christian McCaffrey standing next to him rather than Miles Sanders? But Christian McCaffrey gets to go to San Francisco, and it's just it's One ridiculous. thing I will respect the Bears for, though, is a player like Jalen Johnson, what they just did, is – Maybe they were asking too much, but they really like him still. Yeah. And they said, give us a first. If you want him, you're going to need a first-round pick. Right. And, and people tried offering other stuff. They go, we're standing to what we said. This is what we want for him. Did they ship him? No. But if they like him and they want him there because they know he's valuable, mm-hmm. di- I think that's the right move. Instead of being like, oh, I guess we could have to ship him. You didn't have to get rid of Chase. You no. You trade them later. Yeah. Like, And they also had the fifth-year option. They didn't want to give it to him, apparently, next year. Um, Bears feel like they can – retain Jalen Johnson in free agency, more power to him. Mm-hmm. Um, if you feel like that's your best bet value-wise is trying to ultimately keep him, I don't see why you don't do that. So, And he's a stud. I, I think Jalen Johnson's great. I was hoping the Bills went out. I, the Steelers were like centimeter close to getting Jalen Johnson at the deadline. But I respect that they don't just tr- they didn't just trade him away for nothing. Right. And I like that. Um, okay, so I have... Will Levis, he had his first start, did really good against D-Hop. I think how many – with D-Hop, three touchdowns D-Hop, I believe, in the first game. In the first game together, yeah. Yeah, and then – which one of them was a push-off. Should have been a clear penalty. I'm I'm not kidding. That was terrible. He shoved him to the ground. It was. Um, So I will say that. But that being said, I think Will Levis has uh, been a stud. He did lose to the Steelers. He didn't look the greatest. But that being said, you go in there with no receivers, almost no weapons, terrible O-line. Uh, I mean, Derrick Henry's a stud. But you go in there against this team and, you know, T.J. Watt, players like that, rookie quarterback struggle, you said, what was the record? They're now 21-1 and all-time versus D- rookies at home. Jack Prescott being the only win, surprising. But, yeah, it's just he's not expected to thrive there. That being said, Tannehill officially benched. If Vrabel wants to keep his job, that's the best move he can make. Um, so out of our quarterback tier list we did last time, uh, we had our own tier, which was Ryan Tannehill, and thank God he's not starting. Will Levis bumps up a few spots, honestly, and I think it's looking like they draft him in second round, right? Second round, yeah. Yeah, that's a value pick at this point. Malik Willis, terrible. Tannehill, shouldn't be in the league. Will Levis, give him some time. Let's see how he does. Yeah, he'll be all right. Um, he's got a cannon for an arm, obviously, like superior arm talent. It's just how will Tennessee develop him. They really, under Mike Vrabel, haven't had – success developing young quarterbacks mm-hmm. Mariota um Willis I as really of like now Mariota. so they've had to they've had to bring in the veteran Ryan Tannehill to get the job done prior to he did well for Levis. like a year or two yeah he like was they fine. went to the AFC championship game mm-hmm. but uh, was he the reason they lost probably more than but probably. that's besides that's another the point. team that had a lot of talent though then they're just like oh we're not gonna get a quarterback right and that was their issue and even the Colts have had had talent for the last few years, and they're like, let's get a 45-year-old quarterback, throw him in there, and see what he does. Yeah. Um, yeah, teams don't win Super Bowls without quarterbacks. Yeah. Or at least elite quarterback play, the anomaly Unless, obviously being the Eagles in 17. But he was playing like an elite quarterback at that point. Yeah. Unless you have, like, a, one of the greatest defenses out there, if you have a no-fly zone defense, Peyton Manning. Uh, but it was still Peyton Manning, you know? Still Peyton Manning. So. Uh, or if you have – but historic defenses, Trent Dilfer. Uh, won a mm-hmm. Super Bowl yeah. with the Ravens, so I feel like it's different also in this day and age with the way offenses are constructed. Yes. You need to be able to throw for 350 to win a Super Bowl nowadays, on any given day. Do you think that the Ravens are the best team in the AFC right now? No, I don't. I'm not scared of the Baltimore Ravens. Outside of playing the Steelers, do you think they could beat anyone though? They could. I just don't. Th- like they do this every year. They they start hot every year and they fade away and get about 10 wins. First round exits, and I think they're going to do the same thing this year. Then who do you have top right now? 
I think the Jaguars are really good. Obviously the Chiefs. But if I had to pick an AFC champion right now, I'm going to stick with who I picked at the beginning of the year. I'm going to say the Cincinnati Bengals are the best team in the AFC. They started off real slow, and again, I think they're showing that, you know, I we were like, okay, let's give up, and then Joe Burrow's like, yeah, I'm going to be good again. Mm-hmm. So he, his finger was bleeding. He was hurt. Yeah. He had an ankle brace on. He was still a dog out there. Yeah, so. and another thing to remember about them is he literally did not have a single day of training camp. He got hurt on day one and didn't return to football activity until week one of the regular season. Mm-hmm. So it's going to take you a while, obviously. I think they're back, though. Yeah. Uh, Steelers? Five and three? Five, five and three, three. tied yeah. for – well, they're in second place in the AFC North because of the 2-0 and divisional record. All of the AFC North teams are in the playoffs. It's the best division in football right now. It actually is. And, and it feels good to say that because years prior recently, it's been somewhat of a – I mean, it's not a bad – it wasn't a bad division, but it wasn't necessarily a competitive division. Bengals kind of ran away with it. Um but this year, I mean, anyone's game still, including the Cleveland Browns. The Browns have scraped and clawed to get to where they are right now without Watson and some injuries along the way. Chubb. But this division is still anyone's game. The Ravens obviously are 7-2 and two right now, but they lost to the Steelers. So, I mean. Question. Do you think the Browns' defense is elite? I think the Browns' defense is elite. They're, they're legit. I think they're. If you had to ask me my top three defenses in football right now, I would say. In no particular order, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and San Francisco. Yeah, no, I, I'm completely fine with that order. Uh, I at the beginning of the year, you could argue Dallas, but at this point, with injuries and stuff, I'm yeah. like, yeah. Without Trayvon Diggs, it's tough because Gilmore can't be a number one corner. He's too old. Yeah. No, and unless um, you really have to have players play at the top of their game for them for them to be, you know, a really elite defense. Yeah. So, um. The thing about Pittsburgh, San Francisco, and uh, Cleveland, why they're so elite is because they have multiple elite edge rushers that wreck havoc. Garrett and the dude from Green Bay, mm-hmm. Zadarius Smith. Then the Steelers have, obviously, Highsmith and Watt. The Niners now, Chase Young, Nick Bosa. Hear me out, though. Uh, again, it's the bias. Without injuries, I think Bills are right up there. Yeah, like Matt Milano is, in my opinion, the best off-ball linebacker in the NFL. Some might say Fred Warner, but I think Milano does more with less compared to Warner. Daquan Jones was top five in the NFL for de- defensive tackles. Yeah, he Daquan was, Jones was a monster. Before he got injured, he was, number, I think, number two in pressures. Trey White was starting to hit his stride before his injury. Absolutely. Um, they're definitely in that mix with those tiers of defenses. But, obviously, injuries have set him back. Even Ed Oliver's been hurt, quite hurt this year. Yeah. So... I believe, though, even with those injuries, they're still an A-tier defense, which is impressive. One no one I knew the game was over. I held on to my false hope, and I said they'd choke. Or they'd you know, find a way to lose this anyway, even if they were coming back. Once I saw Josh Norman lining it up <laughs> on third down on that final drive when they got that uh, when they got that first down on a Von Miller whiff, I don't want to talk about Von Miller right now. He's been not playing. I get he, he's recovering, but with the money he's playing, he's supposed to be that closer, and we don't put him in. That's that, a guy who, when they signed him a couple of years ago, I believe in 21, mm-hmm. I said that they were going to regret that contract down the road. It was that injury that's really hurt him. I, they, and it's also he's getting really old for yeah. the production they're expecting out of him. They're going to need another elite pass rusher. I think Rousseau can do it, but he's got to show it to me. I think Rousseau, a lot of it right now is with everyone else gone. I think Epinesa is that guy. Epinesa could be that guy. But right now we have no defensive tackle help with Ed Oliver being kind of a shell because he's been hurt recently and right. kind of had to play through that. Uh, and Daquan Jones out. You have Jordan Phillips always hurt. Like you've had a lack of these. Uh, who did we just sign? Linval Joseph. Linval Joseph, yeah. yeah. And he's old, 36, I think, 35, 36. But you have all these injuries in the middle. No one's going to get outside. If they double up, they're not worried about D tackles getting any pressure. When our D tackles were getting pressure, you had Epinesa, you had the you know the pocket folding in, mm-hmm. and then you had those edge rushers get there. And yeah, it's funny how that works. Like obviously the Steelers is uh, the pass rushers have been good still, mm-hmm. but just a whole other level. Last Thursday, Cam Hayward's back. Yes. And Watt with a sack and a half. Highsmith, Highsmith is, had two sacks himself. Highsmith is one of the most underrated defensive players. He is, league. man. He, he does his so job, good. and he has one of the best pass rush moves. That spin to the inside is one of the best in football. Absolutely. Sabres update? Lost in overtime, 3-2. Bro, you, no reaction from you. 
I was not happy. Well, you did. I, I couldn't tell, though. I didn't see. Yeah. Well, yeah, Professional. That's, that's Sabres hockey. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, we're going to go some basketball real quick because we're surprisingly solid amount in this already. Um, some basketball. Harden was traded to the Clippers um, for quite a bit, honestly. But I, I don't know. Everyone was saying spacing, things like that. I don't think it was a bad deal for either of them. The Clippers need to win now. Yeah. Um, and Harden didn't want to be there. But I think this is Harden's last chance, honestly. Yeah, especially, like, it's his last chance of being a legitimate NBA star, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, not much better situation he could have asked for with playing with his best friend, Russell Westbrook. You got Kawhi and Paul George to man the forward spots. Kawhi's been playing. It, what's that? I said Kawhi's been playing basketball. Yeah, and he's he's still Kawhi. Like he's not prime Kawhi, but he's good enough. I think this team has to rely on Harden to be the primary ball handler, and Paul George has to be the closer. But I think this can be a really good Clippers team this year. I think Paul George gets overhated. I think Kawhi's overhated right now. Yeah. But I think that's because they, you know, he has been playing. But I think Paul George is definitely one of the most underrated players in the league because he's always dissed on, like, oh, you know, playoff P, things like this. I yeah. think he wore a Where's Waldo thing for Halloween and people are already posting it after a loss. Like, where is he? Like, where's uh? <laughs> but anyway. Dude, NBA fans are so toxic. It's just Absolutely. unbelievable. Well, they think that some of these players are still elite. Like, for example, Kyrie fans, respectively. I love Kyrie. Yeah, like, but he's not. A player, he is not what he was at all. He's not a top three point guard in the NBA yes. anymore. And player, but you hear all these fans gas him like he's still the same player he was exactly. And then you hear these a player that I don't like who's been balling this year. Like, I don't dislike, but I don't particularly like Dylan Brooks. But yeah. everyone says he's trash. No, he is a NBA Quality starter for any most teams in the league. You see the Grizzlies struggling now. They just got their first win, and there's that's something he's missed. He puts in effort every night where he is, you know, you you will see plays where he's crossed up and things like that, but you'll also see him running and hustling every play on defense. And yeah. I think he adds that intensity to a team that they need. And I think he was kind of a scapegoat for the Grizzlies choking. They're like, oh, you know, because he said – the stuff about LeBron, and which it wasn't smart of him to say. Yeah, but, you don't want to do that. But but the Grizzlies still played like trash. It's, you can't just be like, oh, it's just Dylan Brooks. Like he still had a solid series. He had a really good year too. Yeah. Like he's a he's like on the level of not quite an all star, but like also above the average tier. It's the it's just NBA casual fans that are always gassing up certain players. A lot of like, NBA fans are casuals. Most Which, of them are, and the most of them that are talking are absolutely casuals, in my opinion. Yeah. And even things like... Specifically on Twitter. Yeah. People that were complained that, you know, oh, see list like, oh, Shy's not a top 10 player. And I'm like... Have That's you, not true at all. Year? Shy's, uh, Shy's been a stud. That I saw ones where the Shy was over LeBron, and people were like, LeBron washes Shy right now. Eh... Washes though. No, uh, he's not. I don't. I would take Shy right now over LeBron James. That's what I just. LeBron's gonna give you a cool twenty-two points a game this year, on less efficiency than Shay will give you twenty-five, twenty-six. And and a thing though, like LeBron, he he's up there. He's top three. He's probably two in my opinion. You could say he's one. There's arguments there for him to be the goat, and I completely agree with that. You know. I mean, nobody's saying he's bad, But, but he's not. As I, good as some of these guys anymore. But I don't think he's the best player in the league. Like a lot of people are saying that I've heard. Yeah, that's like, crazy. He's that's 38 and the best take. player in the league. I'm like, no. No, he's not. And it's fine that he's not. I'd rather have Giannis. I'd rather have Jokic. Uh, maybe Embiid. Embiid I would rather have playoffs. Embiid and LeBron. Yeah. What has LeBron done lately also? But it's, I don't know. It, I just think just casual fans always. That like Not a diss on LeBron. He's just 38 right now, you know? <laughs> Let's do a quick would you rather. On okay. LeBron. Absolutely. So, obviously, Giannis, Jokic, yeah. Embiid, I would take Embiid. Yeah. Shea, I would take Shea. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Durant. Right now, I would still go LeBron because, in my opinion, Durant can't do it by himself anymore. Curry. I would get. I would take Curry. Luka. I would take Luka over LeBron right now. Uh, Magic Johnson. <laughs> right now? No, I, I looked up I looked up current best NBA players and it popped up Magic Johnson at that list. Um, I would take I would take Devin Booker over LeBron right now. I was now. just gonna say Booker, uh, but it's still a small list. Like LeBron's easily top fifteen still, mm-hmm. borderline top ten. Jason Tatum, I would take Tatum right now. Yes, I think that's that's almost the list. Yeah, I don't think I'd take I. 
I don't think I'd take Dame. Dame's also old. Dame's old. Dame's um, a secondary option. I'd probably take Jaw if he could fi- figure out his stuff, but he's still a stud player. I would take Wemby over LeBron right now. Well, yeah. He's Obviously. But, but that I, might be I it. think that's the list. Yeah. But still, it's it's very minimum, and rightfully so because he's still amazing. But Yeah, all I mean, LeBron's playing, probably around 10 for yeah, me right now. I agree. Um, okay, now there's the NBA in-season tournament. Uh, I said I think it's kind of cool. Uh, I, at first, last week when I was right, I was like, why? But I see the intensity that some of these players actually have in this, and it makes it more fun seeing some of these teams that, I guess, aren't successful in a sense where you know they're not going to go far in the playoffs, actually trying really hard in this. Uh, I said it was a goodwill March Madness, which it still kind of is. Yeah. Um, because they are just trying to capitalize on the whole, like, craze, March Madness, all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that happens. East Group A, you have 76ers, Cavs, uh, Group B, Bucks, Knicks, Heat. You have, like, these groups. But most of them, I think, aren't competitive. I think 76ers are going to win theirs. The Bucks are going to win with Bucks, Knicks, Heat, Wizards, Hornets. Heat have been off to a terrible start. Yeah. Argue with me here. This one is Celtics, Magic, Bulls, Nets, Raptors, Celtics. Easy. Easily. Uh, Grizzlies, Suns, Blazers, Lakers, Jazz. Probably the Suns. Suns, yeah. Uh, I guess maybe the Lakers, but I don't think so. The Jazz have played pretty bad. Blazers, Scoot has not been performing. Um, this one I think is the most – I think this is the closest one. Nuggets, Pelicans, Mavs, Clippers, Rockets. Give me the, give me the Clippers there. Over the Nuggets? Oh, I, I forgot. Yeah, no, Denver, easily. But the Mavs also just got their first loss, and it was to the Nuggets. But I think that one's more competitive. And Group C is also decently competitive with Warriors, Wolves, Thunder, Kings, Spurs. Uh, Wemby's been balling. 38 points. I'm, call me nuts. I'm going to take the Kings in that group. I was also going to say the Kings. Like the beam. Uh, I think the Kings just have a good future still. Yeah. Uh, I don't think their record has been good to start, but I don't think I'm worried. I think another very underrated player is... Um, Deer and Fox. Well, De'Aaron Fox, absolutely. I was going to say Sabonis. They're Sabonis is an all-star caliber guy every year. Yep, he's perennial. So, uh, Harrison Barnes, stud. Keegan Murray, pretty good. Uh, yeah, he's so. not bad. Is Kevin Herter still there? Yes. Good player. Very good player. What's his nickname? He I has, don't even, it, He has a dumb nickname. Because he has red hair? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Always. Um, I'll get it eventually. But I think the groups are pretty meh uh, for the most part. That's just the best way I can describe it. The one thing about the in-season tournament that I don't like is that it's all broken up. Uh, they had their first game, whatever, like last week, and then they just went back to playing regular regular yeah, season so games. I think, I think that's them. pretty stupid. When are they playing the games? Um, I, I think th- it's two days a week. I think to fully maximize on the in-season tournament concept, they need to put the groups in their own bubbles, not like COVID bubbles, but like they all need to play in the COVID same arena fun, and have like sessions – and fans can buy tickets to these sessions and, like, watch all the games in one day. And then, like, they do the same thing for when the groups are minimized and the groups mesh after they win their groups. I wouldn't be mad at that at I all. I think that would be the best way to do it. It just seems like maybe as it gets going, people understand. But right now it just seems incoherent where it doesn't really mesh because people don't know what's going on. Even They the didn't players, really explain it no, at all. They like, they haven't marketed happened. it that well. What player said they had no idea what was going on? Bones Highland. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was okay. Yeah. He was talking about. It. He goes, "I'm just here to play basketball. I don't know." Yeah. Um, speaking of the bubble, uh, I just had a random idea for the podcast. We could, I think, I believe, yeah. Um, Jimmy Butler started his coffee brand in the bubble, his big face coffee. Yeah. We could probably get funding and try that on the podcast. That would be great. <laughs> it's two hundred dollars for a big pack or for Good a Lord. pack of it. Huh. Oh, wait, we can get some for 18. Oh, okay. We could try that on the pod one of these days. A little coffee review? A little coffee review. Would be Dabble fun. into the uh, food and drink industry? We could actually do that. Alan has his stuff at Wegmans. I mean, Josh Jacks. Josh hit. Jacks? He has his own coffee brand as well. There's a few wow. of coffee brands we could try. Unrelated. Um, <laughs> another thing I want to talk about is the in-season courts. They've gotten a lot of hate. Um, I think some of them look pretty good. I think some of them look pretty bad, like people are saying. But I do think another thing with NBA fans is just blowing it out of proportion like oh it's terrible but they're trying something new yeah um if you're gonna go all in i will say don't have just normal colors on your courts literally if, if like the chicago bulls for example they have all red which i think is sick when there's some teams that have just the normal wood color and then there's like a stripe of blue down the middle yeah i don't think that serves the purpose i think the timberwolves weren't very good uh the suns was purple it was a little odd but i liked it because it was purple and blue that was different it was supposed to be like the valley 
the Pacers, I could show you these right now. Uh, Pacers right there. I, I like the Pacers. I actually did like the Pacers. It actually kind of just reminds me of the Ukrainian flag. Uh, the Bulls I really enjoyed. Portland I don't get. I like it. It's kind of red like the Bulls, but they have the um, plaid Rip City and part of their city uniforms if you want to see in the center. Yeah, um, I don't love that. I don't like how they have the normal wood color. Like, you make that yeah. black. Oh, in the in there? Yeah. Like, the Bulls. That, so there's some that are good. There's just some that are boring. Um, but I think it's... I think it's cool that they're trying to do. I yeah. think they do need to bring back the trophy back for the NBA Finals. Yeah, that that was really cool of them. Uh, Boston's is green. Oh, yeah, why? Why do those – is it San Antonio? They look like uh, Seattle. Yeah, that's, that's that's not the Spurs colors. No, that <laughs> one's hideous. The Wizards, hideous. Detroit, hideous. It's these silver ones have a little bit of a wood color. The Bucks wasn't great because it was just a cream color. Ooh, some of these are very ugly, but some of them are good, and I think they are overheated or hated. The heat's good, I think, in my opinion. Uh, but the ones that are just gray like that, I don't like. Is that Brooklyn? That's the Mavs. Mavs. Why? Brooklyn. Brooklyn's is okay. I, I think don't it like matches the Mavs. Them more. Seventy Sixers isn't bad. I actually kind of like that. Yeah, that's cool. Grizzlies boring. They boring. don't need to be a silver again. Bulls fire. Okay, Thunder is so nice. I like it. Magic is actually their gray's different. I wish they would have made some of that blue. Yeah, they could have done, like, a space thing. That would have been sick. Yeah. Lakers is kind of nice. I like that. Knicks is beautiful. The Knicks is nice. I don't like the five. I don't like the – What team is that? The Nuggets. They just put – because they're a mile-high city. They just put what a mile was, which I think is dumb. I think you should do an area code or something. But most of these are pretty nice. They're just putting nugs. Ew. Oh, the Warriors went with, like, a – That's a weird color. Shit brown. Yeah. Like (laughs) – I'm not wrong. That just does not look good. But there's some. Okay. Yeah, you guys can't see it, but just some critique on them. I, I think some of them are good. I think some of them are bad, but, you know, it is something different. But what I will say is bad, in my opinion, are these NBA City jerseys released this year. Yeah, I, I haven't seen one that I liked. I think the only one that I was like, all right, was Boston. Like, But that was because it was a plain one. It was like, all right. I think a few years ago they were really good. I liked the Bulls when they had the gray one. Yeah. I liked some of the Lakers ones that they came out. The Nuggets had some cool ones. But right now, they're or the Heat. The Vi- or, um, the old Miami Vice yeah, City. the Vice City ones were great. But now the Heat are terrible. You have the Nets with some playground-looking writing. The Bulls are off-centered. The Lakers, did you see that? It was like Lakers, like this yeah. triangle. Yeah, I'm – I think they're just Nike's running out of ideas for these city jerseys. It's just to try and get sales at this point. And I don't like that. I think, I think a way to f- improve that would maybe have fan designs or something. I wouldn't mind that. I think it's kind of in a sense where it's like it was cool when they did it, but keep one for a few years. It's kind of become we'll say it's like the Madden of jerseys in the sense where it's just releasing every year in a new set every year, but they really it's just stale yeah. at this point, and it, it, you can tell there's no effort being put into it. Yeah, I'm not a fan of any of them this year at all. No, I looked at all of them, and they were like, they're fire, because obviously they have to post that, what they're talking about. Yeah. ESPN has all these deals, but like I'm looking at them like, these are garbage. Yeah, I wouldn't buy one. No, I think it's like quality. You should have quality over quantity, especially when it comes to fans and trying to make sales. Otherwise, people are just going to hate on the product. And I'm also a big fan of like classic jerseys, too. Yeah. Like the Celtics homes, the Lakers yellow home jerseys that like they don't cl- wear anymore. I like just classic, um, oh, what's it called, the logos and stuff too when you see like the older uniforms go with yeah. that. Yeah. But like the Raptors and stuff, beautiful. The purples? Yes. Yeah. Um, or the Grizzlies logo. I like the green the- Mavericks jerseys too. Like I those do. are sweet. I liked, the, I liked when the Bulls would wear green. That was fun. Yeah, for St. Patty's Day. St. Patty's yeah. Bulls. Those were beautiful. Seeing D-Rose in those, I love those. I think they had those for, like, Spanish Heritage Night, too. They would do those. Said lo- They said Lost Bulls on the front. Yeah, that's sick, though. I think yeah. a few years ago our city was the – oh, it was the silver, and I thought those were awesome. Uh-huh. The I, sky blue ones were cool, the too. The sky blue. I with have the a, script font, Chicago. I have a, I have a silver hat, I believe. That, yeah, yeah, the Bulls hat I have is one of the city editions. And I thought those were sweet. But I just think that now it's become stale. You have less history of the city – and They're just lot. trying to make money. Yeah, I think it should. There's be nothing wrong with repeating jerseys either. I don't think they yeah. need to release new ones every year. You don't need to be like, oh, what should we put there? Let's just splash five two eight zero on there. Let's put what a mile is. Yeah. Like, no one cares. No, everybody knows that. <laughs> make it more. Talk about the culture in your city, the heritage, things like that. Stuff that yeah. diversifies it, makes it stand out because that's what it's supposed to be, and that's right. what it was. 
I, I couldn't even tell you what the Chicago Bulls jersey meeting is for their city of jersey this year. It's a Chicago. And then they have, like, I think they do have an artist. They put, like, just, the, like, a quote or something in the right, but you can't see it. Yeah, whatever. So it makes it, like, come on. Stupid. Um, Some other news. We'll get past the NBA. Uh, the Bulls still suck. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Carson Wentz got signed to the Rams. Uh, I don't <sighs> hate it, but it's, like, they don't need him. He's I think there. I mean, if he starts, that's the worst thing ever. Because he's not good anymore. Yeah, he's decent just, backup to have. One but, of the biggest head cases I've seen in a while. But yeah, doesn't really make sense to me though if you're gonna sign him to be a backup because there's no young quarterback there for him to mentor. Mm-hmm. Matt Stafford is older, older than, him. than him. Older than him, better than him. Better than him. Like, Has won a Super Bowl. Yeah, um, I don't know. I I I'm not mad at the signing, but at the same time, they didn't need him. Yeah, it didn't really make sense to me. I do think would have been more have. beneficial in a spot like Indy where he could mentor Minshew, go back to Indy, um, or just like Houston as a backup or Houston. something like that. Houston. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Um, some other stuff. I'm going to cover some boxing stuff real quick. Uh, Usyk versus Fury was pushed back to uh, February. It was supposed to happen in December, but um, – Oh, the Ngannou versus Fury fight, which in my opinion, I think Ngannou won. Me too. Uh, after that, I'm pretty sure Fury was like, okay, I have to push this back, have to prepare, because I just got rocked by a boxer, <laughs> or by a by MMA, MMA guy. guy. Yeah. And they rank, I don't know if you saw, they put out his ranking for uh, Ngannou, and they had him ranked as like 550 out of 1,100 boxers or something like that in the wow. world, gave him a half-star rating. Wow! Which, yeah, after he beat the best of the world, in my opinion, if not, you know, he would have. Was that a championship uh, fight? It was not a championship fight, but I think he rocked him. He, I think he, I think he won the fight. I personally did. He had a he had a knockdown. Um, he didn't outstrike him, but he got a lot more significant strikes, in my opinion. Yeah. So I just. That's why I lean more towards MMA, UFC nowadays because boxing is really political. Where it can go to the judges. It's just the judges in boxing. I don't know what their thought process is. Whereas the MMA, like, you beat the shit out of somebody, and you win the fight. It's all names, too, with boxing. Even, like, little things, like, fights that don't matter. Like, for example, KSI Tommy Fury. That is, you know, influencer boxing. Because Tommy Fury has a Fury name, whether he gets yeah. rocked by KSI. KSI, has KSI no won that fight, to too, by yeah. the way. Yeah. But he had no reason to go out there and win against this guy that's been training his entire life to a guy that was playing FIFA. That, right. You know, he goes to judges like, oh, he lost. How? Yeah, like, no, it's like, show me. Yeah, like I, and he had a point deduction also. Fury. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, and I'm just looking at this stuff. and I'm just like, it doesn't make sense. And also, you saw Ngano eat an elbow during that fight. I don't know if you watched. Yes, it. and he just didn't flinch. Didn't flinch, but no points were deducted for that illegal elbow, which is like, man, that is normally an instant point deduction. Yeah. A judge ruled it in a three point favor to um, Fury, which made no sense no sense me. whatsoever. So I don't know. Maybe maybe you could have it as a maybe no contest or something like that, you know, to have it as a draw. But in no way did Fury win. No. Okay. Uh, Derek Lewis in the UFC lost to Almeida. Uh, I mean, it wasn't too surprising. Derek Lewis is a bit older, leads UFC all time in knockouts. But it was 20 minutes of him being on the ground, which is what a lot of UFC is. And I understand it. I think it's boring personally, but it is a way to win. Mm-hmm. I just don't personally enjoy those fights. Well, his balls was hot, so. His balls was hot. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's one of my all-time favorite interviews yeah. ever. I love Derek Lewis. He's just old. Yeah. Um, some winners of the week. I'll start off. Uh, I have Will Levis, just because I think, you know, he's going to be a pretty solid um, pretty solid. Starting quarterback out there. With Will Levis, you throw the Titans in there for finally finding a quarterback that looks promising as a youngster. Absolutely. Uh, 49ers, I said, are a winner, but I also have them as a loser. I said Chase Young is why they're a winner. I said Brock Purdy's why they're a loser. Um, yeah. Yep. I had the Rangers in there. I had the Celtics. Uh, Shout I, out to the Rangers. Yeah. World Series champs. Um. I had the Mavericks on there. I had UPL because he's actually been pretty good this yeah, year. Yeah, and he even played well tonight, um, I believe, saving 24 of 27. But the one, the first goal went off of Jordan Greenway's hand. Uh, not his fault. He's actually been really good minus the Philadelphia Sabres game. Sabres' big problem right now is we have to have elite goalie play because we're just not getting shots off to start yeah. the year. They're, they're not – it's just a huge issue because the only time they ever get pucks deep is on their top two lines – Kyle Poso's line is pretty brutal to watch right now. Who'd we just get? Who'd we win five? Was it five two? We just won. 
a few nights ago. They won. They beat the Leafs six three. I know the one. Let me look at the Sabres. The one we had five. Or no, we beat them six four. Sorry. Da, 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 da. I'm just gonna look because I have the stat. They beat Philly five two and they lost five one. I think. Da, da, da. Yeah, the Flyers. Okay, so the goals shot in that game, I believe that the they got outshot like forty to fifteen. Forty to fifteen, but we won five two. So we need elite goalie play. Five. Five goals off 15 shots. That's good efficiency, but it's 15 shots. That's nothing. Yeah. They got really lucky that they were playing a bad goalie. But UPL's obviously been the best goalie on the Sabres this year, and they need to continue to ride the high hand. That's just what they're going to have to do this year. Um, I had Brandon Higley's Halloween costume. Yeah, that was a huge W. Yeah, uh, Mara also out there. Mara Higley in the future uh, <laughs> out there with the being the cup. So big W, but also on there, I want to say losers of the week, Maple Leafs Cup. Uh, Maple Leafs cup costume where it was a couple one. Did you see that? No. There's a dude at a party wearing a Maple Leafs jersey and his girlfriend was the Stanley Cup and uh, I I said that's loser of the week because they're never going to go home together. Come on. Yeah, no, not as a Leafs fan. <laughs> I said winners, LA Strip Clubs, congratulations for James Harden. <laughs> yeah. I think that's huge. The business is The business booming. is booming as booming. Antonio Brown would say. <laughs> DJ Khaled too. Uh, CJ Stroud's also a winner. God, he's so good. Um, really good. Losers of the week. Uh, actually, one second. Winners of the week. Let's give let's give a shout out to the Raiders right now. Yes, yes. Uh, getting rid of their coach was getting a getting rid of everyone. Cleaning house. They did. They cleaned house. Uh, culture's a lot better. Might just keep Devontae Adams around longer. Uh, losers of the week. Raiders front office. I'm saying <laughs> Raiders front office in the sense of you guys. They lost have your no jobs. jobs, and they may never get jobs again. Congratulations. Shout out to unemployment. Shout out, Burger King's always hiring. Yeah. Little Sicily's down the road probably has open spots. You want to work at Dukes? You want to work at Tim's? We have spots here. So. Cottage House and Smithport. Cottage House and Smithport. <laughs> the local Crosby. <laughs> <laughs> Nittany Mini Mart. Nittany. They're always high turnout. They're looking for people all the time. They are. The borough. Brandon's not there because it's not the summer. They need people. They could use people. <laughs> uh, I have the Diamondbacks as loser of the week. Uh, in a sense where good on them for making the series, big on them. He still lost the series quite convincingly. They got pounded. So that's why they're losers. Yeah. Uh, the Chiefs, just because you guys lost to the Broncos. Yeah, shout out to that game. Uh, um, the Grizzlies started off, just got their first win. The Heat started off, I think they have two wins this year. Uh, losers, Philly Strip Clubs, you guys might go out of business. Yeah, no, not as much James Harden going to be around there. Um It'll be tough. Chris Brosard, you said some things you probably should not say on air. Uh, Josh Allen, you're very inconsistent. Very inconsistent. I would say Josh Allen's a loser of the week just because his offensive coordinator is Ken Dorsey. Yeah. I, I'll also say he's a loser of the week because he's out there throwing himself like, oh, my God, I didn't get this call, I didn't get this. And, man, come on, you are playing terrible. Take some accountability there. Uh, the, I'll say the Sharks. Uh, actually, Sharks are losers of the year. Yeah. Have not won a game yet. I believe they played 13 games now. Did they play tonight? Um, da, 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 da. I'll just keep going. Like, San Jose, terrible hockey market. Get out of that city. Yeah, no, San – I don't know, maybe a few years ago they were all right, but they, they're just the worst team I've seen in a minute. Like, they not having a win at this point is sad, and it's been, like – Oh, have they even scored 10 goals this year? <laughs> I don't actually think they I'll have. I'll tell you this also. If I think hockey, I think of about 14 billion other cities not named San Jose, California. Why? So I don't understand hockey in Florida. I don't understand hockey in Arizona. It's, it's uh, Commissioner Gary Bettman just trying experiments. Like, and They're obviously not working. The freaking Panthers were in the Stanley Cup Finals last year. Tickets to their home opener cost $12. That is unbelievable. I saw I saw a thing that the Sharks were tanking for, um, how do you say, is it Connor Bedard? Last year? Yeah, I, no, I'm saying people are saying that they st- they still think they're tanking <laughs> yeah. for him, even yeah. though he's drafted. They, they don't know he's in the NHL. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I've seen like, uh, things like that, and uh, that's just bad. Like As a Sabres fan, like, saying our hockey team is phenomenal compared to them is something. We'd yeah. still probably find a way to give them a win. But. Yeah, or at least points. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, do you have any other losers? Any other winners? Uh, I I can't think of one right now. Um, winners: Michael Phelps. 
Why? Because he is the best Olympian ever. Losers, Los Angeles Angels, they let Shohei Otani walk. Yeah. Uh, winners, the Chicago Cubs, hired Craig Council as manager. Big W. And I'll throw the Cubs, or not the Cubs, the Brewers in the losers category also there because they lost Craig Council as their manager. Any W's from Alfred State of the week or any L's? No. No? No. Hey, Alfred, a uh, convincing win. I think it was 42-6 to six against Hartwick in football. AU football. AU football rocks. Uh, winners this week, my fantasy team. I did get a win. That being said, Brandon forgot to start two people because he does not pay attention to this league. Well, I'm rebuilding, so. Yeah, so did I win by, like, four points? Yes. Uh, <laughs> but a win's a win in the call of, so. Losers of the week, we're going to put Brandon Hinckley on there as well because I just want some bragging rights for once, even though he doesn't play. Losers of the week, the Irish Hollow Leprechaun fantasy football team. Losers of the week. If you know, you know. <laughs> Losers of the week, Michigan State. Michigan State basketball, Tom Izzo. Shout out to James Madison basketball, though. Michigan State, what happened? Uh, <laughs> are you going to lose James Madison University? <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. What else do we have next? Do we want to do some quick game picks? We're yep, let's do it. Du, 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 I'm going to look up NFL. Thursday night, I believe, is the Bears and the Panthers. Oh, my God. Game of the year. The worst game of all time, NFL history. You know what? Give me the Bears. I'm going to go Tyson Bajan and the Bears. I'm going to make this close, though. It's going to be 21-16, Chicago. Nobody really plays well. Dominant win out here. I think the Bears are going to go out. Um, you know, D2 quarterback out there. Panthers haven't been playing well this year. So the Bears are going to absolutely dominate, and I see a uh, 7-3 score this week. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> it's going to be really bad. Um, Sunday morning, where are they playing at? Colts Germany. Patriots. Germany, guten tag. Oh, my God, Colts Patriots out there. This, these are awful. Rumor on the street is Bill Belichick's gone if they lose this game, which I find hard to believe. But for that reason alone, I'm going to take the Patriots to win this game, and I'm going to take them 24-19. to think that the Colts are actually going to win this game. Why? Because I want Bill Belichick out there now. Uh, so let's give me a 21-14 Colts win this week. Minshew Mania, two touchdowns. Two. No picks. Maybe one. 16 rushing yards. <laughs> Third on the parlay. Ravens-Browns, going to be a good game. Steelers cannot possibly lose no matter what to the uh, outcome of this game. Hear me out here. Ravens been on a roll. Give me the Browns. I'm also going to take the Browns. Deshaun's healthy. The Ravens usually start their fall-off trend around this time of year. I'm going to take Cleveland 35 to Baltimore 27. I have 35-27? Yeah. I'm going to say a little lower because they're always scrappy. I'm going to say this one's going to be a 7, a 17-11 to 11 football game. Not sure how they're going to get there. They're going to get point, there. But... I'm going to say 17-11, and I think this is going to be in part due to um, Miles Garrett having two sacks on Lamar Jackson. Two! Two sacks on Lamar this week. One for a fumble? Perhaps. Half a fumble. Half a fumble. It's going to bounce out and bounce back in. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to take the Browns here. Packers-Steelers. You know, the vibes are really high right now. Give me the Steelers. I'm actually taking the Steelers here. The Packers have been kind of at a low in Pittsburgh this week. I mean – Look at that defensive line. I say it every time we talk about him. T.J. Watt out there. Cameron Hayward. Alex Highsmith. Yeah, don't sleep on Smitty. <laughs> Absolutely. So I think just Jordan Love's going to be overwhelmed. Young quarterback still. Uh, first year of actual play. Uh, <laughs> I think that the Steelers are going to win this one uh, quite dominantly. I'm going to give them – we're, we're going to say 24-10. So I've had a pretty good read on the Steelers' picks this year so far. I think I've only missed one game, and I had them to lose to the Rams. Um, the vibes are really high right now. They're going with the throwback block jerseys. It's going to be pretty sick. Uh, I think the Steelers break 30 this week. I think the Steelers win 30-16 to 16 over the Packers. Do you think they get over 400 yards on offense? I think they get like 395 and get really close, okay. but they don't quite. <laughs> 49ers, Jaguars, this is, these are some actually these are the games that turned around. Hear me out. It's in Jacksonville. Not home for them because it's not London. Niners been on down stretch. Give me Jacksonville this game. I'm taking the Jags also. The Niners 
really cold right now. The Jags might be the hottest team in the NFL. Jags scored 31 points versus the Niners, 17. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take the Jags big. I'm going to take the Jags like 35-21, to 21, and Brock Purdy throws two more picks. Two picks. Big day for ETN. <laughs> ETN's going to go on defense and get three picks, actually. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm not mad at that. I just think Jaguars are hot. The Niners are kind of like, what are we doing right now? They Teams are starting down. to figure out Brock Purdy, like I said they would, Absolutely. and it's it's coming and true. The 49ers were obviously in a gold rush, but now you know that gold's kind of dwindled down right now, and they're down to Brock Purdy, and they've really been struggling. Without striking big right now, they're not going to do anything, and the defense has to ball out completely because the offense isn't getting it done. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Debo's hurt as well, so that Debo. doesn't help. Rest up. Um, Saints Vikings. <laughs> Saints Vikings. Give me the fighting Josh Dobbs. The Minnesota Vikings are going to improve to, I believe they're going to be five and four, and they're in a playoff spot right now as we speak. Give me Minnesota twenty-one eighteen over the Saints. I like that. I see. We're very we're picking kind of the same this week because I love Josh Dobbs right now. He's yeah. doing good for the Cardinals. One of their only bright spots, actually, in my opinion. Yeah. And now that he's there, uh, I think with the Vikings, I think that. You know, he had a week for the playbook. I say there he's going to win 24-17. Um, interesting fact about him, you know, he's – do you know what he went to college for? Yeah, he was a, a rocket scientist, right? Yeah, aerospace He just graduated from Tennessee Aerospace. Do you want to hear something crazy as well? Now in college, you know, some of these classes are hard. Engineering stressful, I, I assume. Do you have any guys on the team that are engineers? Yeah. Yeah, stressful. He had a 4.0 in aerospace Unreal. engineering. As an NFL quarterback. NASA. It's uh, not fair. What a guy. Some people have it all. You know? Yeah. Steelers legend Josh Dobbs. Steelers legend Josh Dobbs. Next up, I have Texans Bengals in Cincy. Ooh. Call me crazy. Sneaky upset pick. Upset of the week. I think th- I know the Bengals are hot right now, but I'm going to ride with C.J. Stroud, and I think that they're going to go out there and win this one. 20, 24-14, I'm going to have them winning by 10 points. I think the Bengals are going to be stale this week. Yeah. Um. You know, could be a big letdown game for Cincinnati coming off a big win versus Buffalo. Uh, Texans are hot. C.J. Stroud's hot. Yeah, he is. Literally. <laughs> no, but uh, I think I'm still going to take Cincy in a close one. I'm going to go I'm gonna go Bengals 21-20. to 20. One be, point win at home. Would you be surprised if they dropped it? No. This one could go either way. I got them by one. Texans surprisingly good. Um, a weird game this week. Not that weird. I don't know why I said weird. Uh, Titans Buccaneers. Uh, I think Will Levis is going to be very good. I think Baker's going to bounce back and get a win this week. Yeah, Baker played well enough to get them that win last week. He had the light, the late touchdown drive, the clutch gene still there for Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Bucks figure out Will Levis and he starts to cool down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Still looks decent enough. But I'm going to take the experienced quarterback in Baker Mayfield. I'm going to take the Bucks, 24-20. to 20. I don't think Titans defense pairs up enough with going against Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. No. So I just think that – I, you know what? I was going to say 24-20. Uh, now I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to go 24-17. Uh, Again, yeah. not sure how they're getting 17. I picked a number that I didn't think they'd get, but it's possible if they get two touchdowns and a field goal. So Could happen. With the extra points, good, of course. Uh, Lions-Chargers, uh, up next. I think the Chargers are very good at choking games. Yep. And I think the Lions, after you know losing the one to the Ravens, getting kind of humiliated, this is their chance to step up. Four o'clock game. I think that the Lions are going to go out there, win this one. We're going to say 27 to 24. Lions stuck for two weeks with a bad taste in their mouth. They got whooped pretty good by Baltimore went into the bye week. I think they're going to be well prepared for this Chargers team. I think the Lions actually come back and respond, and they win this game 35-10. to 10. Lions Nation stirred up. Shout out MMG. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I like rooting for the Lions, though. Yeah, 100%. Um, God, this game is terrible. Falcons-Cardinals. Yikes. Let's go. Kyler Murray's back, by the way. Kyler Murray's back. And back to taking an L, because I think this first week back, it's going to be spoiled by the Falcons out there. They're not going to use Bijan. I say he has five carries. Um, I feel like they really haven't been using them that well, especially with how early they draft the bond. Mm-hmm. Poor to your fantasy team. But um, I don't know. I think that the Falcons are going to come out there and win this game, and I think it's going to be 
Listen, if Art if Art Smith has zero haters, I am no longer alive. I hate Arthur Smith solely for the fact that he is continuously ruining my fantasy team, and he's doing it by being petty. He obviously has to know Bijan Robinson is a better <laughs> running back, especially in the red zone, than Tyler Algier. That's no question. He uses Jonu Smith over Kyle Pitts consistently. He's being an absolute tool. I think he's a terrible head coach, and I'm ready to see him get fired, but they're not going to because they've actually been decent. Um, just for the sole fact that he doesn't use Bijan, I'm going to take Kyler Murray in his first game back. Give me the Cardinals 21-18, and I'm heavily rooting for the Cardinals. Sorry, Gavin. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take a break. We have four more game picks, but um, Jason Kelsey, finalist for uh, <laughs> People's Magazine, Sexiest Man Alive. Wow. Not Travis, but Jason. Jason. Jason needed a W like this, man. I'm a big Jason fan. Shout out, Jason Kelsey. Good on him. You know, yeah, great dad. Better yeah. body. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Is that what we're hearing? Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> finalist for Sexiest Man Alive. I was hoping they'd throw you in there, but apparently not. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't accept the invite in time uh, via email. I was a day late uh, to register, mm -hmm. so maybe next year. You actually did have two family members make it, though. I did. Shout out uh, Scott. He's on there. Scott, and shout out Granddad. Granddad's on there as Granddad, well. Granddad, they said he just entered his prime, so you know if you're listening in, Granddad, uh, turn up the mic a little and be excited. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next up, we have Giants-Cowboys back on topic. Uh, I think the Giants have just been terrible. This is in Dallas. This is going to be a 35-14 Cowboys win. Well, Daniel Jones is out for the year. It's Tommy DeVito. Cowboys win 45-3. to <laughs> I think Giants really show up. Two and a half points this week. <laughs> yeah. They take, oh. What? Huh? Nothing. Word. Uh <laughs> Yeah, no, the Giants really show up, and they lose 52-3. to <laughs> I'm going to give the Cowboys an extra seven. Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, Cowboys are winning this one. Jerry Jones is going to be smoking that Giants pack after the game. Brian Dable is going to be a future Bills offensive coordinator. Yeah. So Next up, we have Commander Seahawks. I think Seahawks win this because Commander's just sold and won. They've been smacked in the mouth kind of a few times this year. I think Geno's been written off again. Uh, I feel like he doesn't want to write back, so he's going to try and go out there, get a win against the Commanders, and I think he's going to. I don't think it's going to be super convincing, but I think it's going to be 24-17. I agree with that take. I think Seahawks win this game. They found ways, uh, they found ways to respond to losses this year, even though they haven't been totally convincing, like you said. But they're just a better football team right now than Washington, and I think that Seattle wins 26-20. to they have a hard record coming up. Yeah. But or hard schedule. Schedule, yeah. But I feel like they just haven't beat too many good teams this year. Um obviously they got that Lions win. Yeah, they won against the Lions, but they also got destroyed by the Rams. They beat the Panthers, you know, they beat the Giants, they lost to the Bengals, they beat the Cardinals, they beat the Browns, you know, after I think that was the game Deshaun wasn't even playing. Yeah, it was P.J. Walker. Yeah, against P.J. Walker. So I feel like their wins haven't been too impressive this year past the Lions game. So, just my opinion. It's a good win, though, for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, next up, we have Jets Raiders. Sunday night football. Give Maybe the worst Sunday night game of the year. Give me the Jets. The Raiders blew everything up, and I know they're coming off big highs this year, but I think when you're going to go out there and you're going to have Jimmy G against that defense – Versus Zach Wilson, they're pretty much the same player. Is it? Is it? Is it Aiden O'Connell? Is it Aiden O'Connell? You know what? I'm doing it. The vibes are too high in Vegas right now after cleaning house. Give me the Raiders over the Jets. Raiders. Fifteen to nine. <laughs> on Sunday Night Football. <laughs> oh God. Um. Jets just can't get it going right now. They figured Zach Wilson <laughs> is still Zach Wilson. Absolutely. Uh, last up, we have Broncos Bills. <sighs> I'm gonna do it. Stop it! No, I'm not. That's doing an it. unbelievable. No, bad no, no. Take. Uh, hear me out though. Bills make the game close. Bills win the game. They will. I I can see them making it close. They're not gonna lose this game though. 21-17 Bills. They're gonna make it very close. Uh, I think that the Broncos will have the lead going into the third. I'm gonna say it's still a one score game, but like 28-20 Buffalo. I think that the Bills are going to 
be up quite a bit. And then in the fourth, they're going to let them come back. Like in third, they're going to go ahead. It's going to be low scoring first half. Then the Broncos are going to come back at the end, have the ball on the last drive, and then lose. Yeah, I just want to let Trent Neff know, have a great time in the game. Absolutely. Um, yeah, shout out Trent Neff, Robert Neff, Kelly Neff, Danica Neff, uh, Peyton Neff, Taylor Neff. Taylor Neff. We can shout out Jake, too. Um, shout out. Anyone else? I think that's it for the Neff family. Yeah. Did I say Robert Neff? I said Robert Neff. You did Neff. say Robert yeah. Neff. Yeah. Shout out. Great people. All right. Um, anything else to add? Uh, no. I mean, MLB free agency opens up, so it'll be interesting to see Ooh. who signs where next week. I can't believe the Cardinals are getting Shohei Otani. <laughs> yeah, Pirates are getting Reese Hoskins. So. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed. Uh, we love you, John. We love you, Preston. I assume you guys are listening. You guys are listening quite often. Um, who else listens in? Shout channel? out Anthony Snyder. Anthony Snyder. My guy. He needs to come back on here. Absolutely. Yeah, sometime. Get Murph on here. Uh, Murph back on. Oh, was Timmy Mack? You said you wanted on here? Timmy Mack might have to make an appearance Timmy next Mack week. Timmy Mack needs to make an appearance next week. We would love to have you here. Heart and soul of Alfred. Uh, He's the voice of Pioneer Sports. <laughs> the voice? Is he? Yeah, he is. Absolutely. He's the voice of our country and national anthem. <laughs> so thank you guys uh, for listening in, and we hope you have a good one, and we'll see you next week. Hopefully in person. You'll be here. But thank you guys. Deuces. Later.